0: Tengo algo pequeño en los pantalones. Soy pequeño por eso estoy triste ahora y todos los días. Ja ya, ya, ya. Today is Friday, August 9th, 2019. Where the fuck does time go? It's like July didn't feel that late and June didn't feel that late. But now it feels like, wow, 2019 is going quick. Here we are in August. I just want to say, I want to point out real quick that I went for a walk last night at about 3 in the morning I like to do that because the town is mine, it's like the walking dead up in that bitch. There's nobody around, because I live in a small town as it is, so if you walk around you can safely bet you're not going to run into anybody, and I didn't. I, I walked around the whole town with my dog, and it was a nice cool night, so there was no mosquitoes, fuck those things, and the stars were out and the moon was kind of out, and I was just looking up as I was walking at the Big Dipper. And I believe the North Star, a.k.a. Polaris, is the one part of the Big Dipper. But anyway, none of them are moving. You can't notice the stars move when you walk. And so I'm going to run some facts by you real quick, and I have this memorized. And if I'm wrong, it's because I memorized it wrong. I'm not going to take the time to look this up. I just It, it doesn't matter if the miles per hour are exactly right or if it's close to. But supposedly, the Earth spins on its axis. At one thousand miles per hour. That's a pretty number. Pretty because it's even. One thousand miles per hour. And I'm looking up, thinking, boy, it doesn't look like we're spinning. Ah, but maybe everything is spinning exactly at one thousand miles per hour and staying in its position. You know, maybe. I, I guess crazier things have happened. So whatever. But the Earth is revolving around the Sun at. Sixty-seven thousand miles per hour, while it is spinning at one thousand miles per hour, and so I'm looking up and I'm thinking, okay, I mean, whatever, still should be seeing some kind of movement up there, right? Or feeling it. You, you ever get on a carnival ride and not feel it moving? Of course not. You you feel it moving even the slightest bit. And then to be spinning at a thousand miles per hour, which is a number that our brains can't really understand. I mean, you can look at it and go, oh, a thousand, yeah, but you, you can't wrap your head around how fast that is, spinning. While it's revolving, 67,000 miles per hour around the sun, supposedly, while the entire Milky Way galaxy is moving at 500, and it's either 515 or 550, 515,000 miles per hour. So... Let me get this straight, spinning at a thousand miles per hour revolving at 67,000 miles per hour while moving at 515,000, that's over a half a million people, miles per hour, and we don't feel it or see anything? Okay, and as far as the shape of the earth, I'm always back and forth. I don't know if it's round or flat or dick shaped, but I know that it certainly seems to be motionless and it certainly looks like a plane. So take that and shove it in your booho. I don't know why I was thinking about that, but I just I looked up as I was walking and I was thinking, god damn it, there is no way that this is a spinning ball that's revolving and moving through the universe at what ends up being a total of like six hundred thousand miles per hour worth of movements in different directions. Uh, I guess we gotta take the word for it. The word, the word, their word for it for all the quote unquote research that they do. I don't know. This segment that I do and have done every podcast so far, the On This Day. It was meant to be a fun thing and semi-enlightening, not that people would memorize what happens on certain dates, but it's just kind of like a cool fun fact. And it was meant to be something I could riff on, and very rarely do the dates line up with something cool. For example, the best thing that happened today (laughs) was one president resigning and the next president becoming president. And it's like, you can't make that funny. You know, this is like a half serious, you know, half funny comedy podcast. But like neither one of those categories would be fulfilled with, oh, this president resigned and then the next one did. And that happens all the time. There have been times where I've waited until like a few hours later into the next morning to do the podcast just so I would have a little something better on this day. And so I've thought about redacting or removing this segment. But then that would be admitting to my past self that I was wrong, that this would be a great thing to add to the podcast. And I can't do that because I'm a man and I'm stubborn. I'll never admit that this was a bad idea. So what I'll do is I will I will continue doing it because I can't admit that I wasn't right about this segment. And when it is something crappy, I'll just get it over with and, you know, whatever. So I dug a little deeper into today's because I refuse to just be that much of a dork-ass virgin and say, oh, the president resigned and, like, that's news. Out of all the things that happened in history, that's the number one listed thing. And then if you scroll down a little further, you can see, like, smaller things. So the one I'm going to go with is, on this day in history, in 1969, Charles Manson's cult. You know, the, the crazy guy with the cross tattoo on his face. Uh, he convinced these chicks in his cult to kill five people in uh, in director Roman Polanski's Beverly Hills, California home, including his pregnant wife, sad, actress Sharon Tate, and several others. Um, so not not really much to riff on. It's not funny. It's, I guess it's kind of serious, but yeah, basically people are fucked up. And if you have a giant hog like Charles Manson did, you you can convince young impressionable females to kill for you. I don't know why you'd want to do that but it can be done apparently because he pulled it off. Now the word of the day. That is one I do like because I can choose the word. Today's word of the day is catharsis. I watched American Psycho the other night. A movie with um, Christian Bale. Batman. I'm Batman. And at the end Cool ending. I'm not going to spoil it for you, even though the movie's old as shit, but the, the cool ending, and then this lady was talking about uh, how he has no means of catharsis, and I don't know what the... I didn't know what that word meant. I know what lethargic means, but cathargic? Catharsis? I did not know what that meant, so I looked it up, and it is the process of releasing, and thereby providing relief from repressed emotions, as any sociopath and psychopath knows, we have no shortage. I say we because I definitely lump myself in with the sociopaths. Not quite a psychopath. I do feel a little bit of the uh, of what is needed to still be normal compared to a psycho. But um, I believe that this podcast is a form of catharsis. Any repressed emotions or strong feelings that I may have, I'm sure a lot of them have come out, whether I've wanted them to or not, because it is a form of therapy and so I will do my best to evince my uh, well how do I how do I word this the things that need to come out I guess this is as good as a place as any to uh, have them come out so I will achieve catharsis I don't know if I could say it's a state of catharsis or if catharsis is the thing that you achieve when you get rid of these you know emotions and so what the lady in the movie was saying was he's a psychopath and quote-unquote serial killer he has no means of catharsis and that's why he has all this weird shit built up so I will continue to be honest and Shannon put a few clips together of my previous podcasts and I don't even remember most of the clips like what they were from or what I was talking about the one where I was getting fingered in the butt by a girl that happened at the doctor's office I'm sure of that because I don't know anywhere else that would have happened. <laughs> but the rest, I don't know. Maybe it's the catharsis of being on a podcast alone with a mic and just spilling your guts. Maybe, um, hold on a second. I went to take a drink of my water and my water was not there. Can't have that <clears throat> start getting all cotton mouthy and not able to speak. That wouldn't be good recently I have noticed myself um, sort of silently having a resentment for my past and everything that led up to today and you know optimists those those people are toxic because they'll tell you i don't regret anything you are to live without regrets because that's what made you the person you are today and to those people i would say really, you in your current form in your current place in your current house with your current just everything situation. There's nothing you would change about that? Really? You're living in your own version of utopia? Heaven? Really? The people that say that, they're full of shit. They don't really believe it, what they're saying. I live without any regrets. I've done everything the way I wanted to. Really? You wouldn't take back anything? Yeah, I call bullshit. I have plenty of regrets. I have more than I can even think of, I'm sure. If I were to sit down, there's a lot more that I would change that I wouldn't. Because... I've gotten to a point where I am now 30 and things are nothing like I thought they were going to be. It's not quite the vision I had in my head. (laughs) It's not that I'm unhappy, because to be unhappy you have to know what happiness is. I shoot for contentment, as I am the real-life Al Bundy. Contentment is what is the best that like 90% of people can realistically expect. Because happiness is rare. And by rare, I mean about as rare as being rich. And I learned something the other day. This is interesting. So there is 300 and some, I think 320 million people in the United States, give or take. The censuses can be skewed because some people don't answer them, some people are illegal, yada, yada. But just for math's sake, let's say 320 million people. All right. So it is said that 1% of the population of the United States has the same amount of wealth and income and money that 99% have. So there is a 50-50 share of the United States wealth between 1% of the population, the top 1% richest, they have the same amount as the other 99%. I am obviously part of that 99%, but then I learned something also interesting there are three people if you take the three richest people in the United States they have the same amount as the rest of the 1% isn't that crazy to think about so I was listening to this guy talk about this and he said you don't know what wealthy is a billion dollars is fucking nothing to these people they could burn a billion dollars and sleep peacefully you know the, the three richest people in in the United States have as much money as the rest of the 1% who have as much money as the other 99% of the world combined. You think you have like 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 saved up and you're like, "I'm doing pretty good." That is nothing. They they'll wipe their ass with $100,000. That it just at that point it there's nothing to it anymore, which is insane to me. I can't imagine living like that where you don't have to worry about anything. I got a glimpse of it watching the most recent Joe Rogan podcast they were looking up this new vehicle that he described as looking like it's from another planet or something and it did it looked like some weird ass alien spaceship and he goes how much are those I bet they're expensive and they looked it up and it was a hundred and eighty thousand dollars for a uh, basic one you know Uh, what's the word Um, stock yeah and Rogan goes order me one of those Jamie And it's just like that. And he can, too, because he's like, he made the Forbes like 400 million or a billion or whatever the fuck list. So if he wants something, he just gets it. That's all there is to it. I cannot imagine that kind of of living. $180,000 is like, that's not bad. Order me one. And you bet your ass young Jamie ordered that shit for him. To me, I think, even though they say um, money is the root of all evil, and then like in a rap song I once heard, I believe it was Lil Wayne. He said, not having money is the root of all evil, which makes more sense because if you have a billion dollars, you're not out there stabbing people and robbing people and raping people. If you have a billion dollars, people come to you and do good things for you and all the hot chicks in the world want you. So why would you commit crime? Nobody who has $5 billion ever raped a girl because they didn't have to. (laughs) They could just hold out their money and the girl would rape him. That's something that you ladies need to work on, I feel. (laughs) Like, why can't you rape poor people? And it reminds me that what I learned from reading about Buddhism last year or two years ago, I think it was last year, is that they say all suffering and all unhappiness and all discomfort comes from wanting things that you do not have. In the Bible, the word they use is covet, and it specifically warns against coveting in the Bible. It says, do not covet your neighbor's wife. We get it. She's got big titties. Don't covet her. Do not covet your neighbor's house, car, manservant, maidservant, or anything that is your neighbor's. And I believe that was in there because it's that one. It Obviously, if you're not coveting people's things and you're just content with what you have, I think that would, be, that would make for less crime, less violence, less a lot of things, and you'll be a more content, happier person. Well, in the Bible, it's, it talks about living in this world, but not being of it. Be in this world, but not of it. What that means, and I'm not just making this up, think about it symbolically, what that means is, yeah, you're a human, you're living in this mortal world, but you don't have to be attracted to mortal human things. You can be above that, so to speak. It also says in the Bible that you are to live as if you are ready to die at any any moment. Excuse me, my CTE flare up there. You are to live in this world as if you are content with dying at any moment. You are to not be attached to these earthly things. Uh, Be a simple man, that's a good song. Don't be attracted to the rich man's gold. And I find myself always having felt this way even though I do feel like you could get a pretty good glimpse of what happiness is if you just had a billion dollars in the bank. Because you could go fishing, hunting, in Africa, just fly out on your private jet, go swimming in your mansion pool and you could just do unlimited awesome things which I think would equate to what we call happiness or what most people would and they say money can't buy happiness but I say let me try I'll prove you wrong and I feel like I am sort of in that boat where I could honestly say that I am content with living till I'm 60 or 80 or 30 you know just a few days ago I was laying in bed and I was just about to fall asleep and I sat up because I jolted awake and my heart was beating really quickly and then my hands started to close and I'm thinking oh no because already that's not a good thing when your hands and feet stiffen up well I couldn't get my hands open and I'm sitting there my chest is tight I'm having like acid reflux I I feel like I'm having heartburn I have a tight sort of chest ache feeling and my hands are closing And I know enough about the medical field that even if I didn't know anything about the medical field, all of these things alone aren't that great. But all these things together, that is a clear sign of a heart attack. And I was laying there and it was so uncomfortable and then I started getting nauseous. I felt like I had a lump in my throat and I'd swallow and it wouldn't go away. And I felt like puking. And I went outside and I puked. And then I'm just sitting there and I'm like trying to pry my fingers open because they're like squeezing my palms really hard. And I'm thinking this isn't good. Like clearly you shouldn't be drinking energy drinks and coffee and then alcohol and then go to bed because your heart's going to be very angry at you. And that's kind of what I've been doing. Like I don't sleep well. So I'll wake up and I'll be like I'm fucking tired. So I'll drink an energy drink. And then I'll be like that didn't do it. So I'll drink coffee. And then later on in the day I'll be like I'm bored. I'll catch a buzz. And then I'll drink gin. And they say don't combine uppers with downers for a reason. One gets your heart going, the other one, like, sort of slows you down, and if you combine them, that's a problem. So I sat outside in the sun, and I, I puked a little bit outside, and I just sat there, and I had my phone in my hand, and I was debating on calling 911, because that's as textbook as it gets for being a heart attack. And it was very scary, because as much as people like to be tough and say, I'm not scared of dying, you say that until you really feel like you're dying. <laughs> it was terrifying. because I, Not because I'm scared of dying, it, it can't be any worse than living, right? Living with back pain every day, living with stress, living with depression, like whatever is on the other side, it cannot be worse than, than living. It can not be. So I'm not, I wasn't scared of it happening for that reason, but because I have a lot of doors that are left open. I, I, hadn't, I haven't said any goodbyes, I haven't written a will, not that I have much to give. I, I still have my, my son that I'm close to, he needs me, I'm his world, and I think he'll die of a heartbreak without me if I die. Um, I'm close with my dad, but not close enough. Uh, Taylor, we are close in many ways, and, and in a lot of ways I have not been able to repay her for how good she's been to me the last couple of years, for the most part, I should say. And I just, I was scared because I didn't get to leave like any note like if you're gonna commit suicide or something you get to leave a note and say all the things that you want to say to who you want to say it to and as I was sitting there with my chest all tight and I'm just sitting there with my phone I'm going do I call 911 and ultimately I decided not to I I sat there and I laid down on my deck and I'm in my underwear because I didn't calmly get up all comfortable and put a shirt on and yada yada I went out there in a panic my thought was if I can just feel the warmth of the sunlight on my face it'll calm down my heart rate it'll make me feel better that was my thought because I automatically go into like doctor nurse mode whenever I'm having something medical going on and I don't always know but this is one of the the times where I went okay this is a problem you can just google the symptoms if you're curious like what does heartburn mean Oh, not much. There's antacids or, you know, Tums and uh, acid reflux, that'll help with that. And then there's like, my chest is tight. Well, you could have a pulled muscle, you could have a, a broken rib, a cracked rib. You could have a heart problem, a lung problem. There's a lot of things that it could be, right? But the fact that I was having all of these symptoms together, and I felt like I was hyperventilating, like my face was tight and my hands were squeezing together, and that was a big problem. Because my thumbs weren't, but my my four fingers were squeezing against my palm really hard, and I couldn't open it. And so I'm sitting there thinking, this is a stroke or a heart attack. And I'm sitting there with my phone, and I ultimately, like I said, I did I decided not to call 911 because at that point I was I was thinking. I I have I don't sleep well. I have a bad back. I have a, you know, I don't have a giant future. I, I haven't accomplished shit. I'm just really sitting there th- weighing my options. And I, I guess if, if it were to be happening right now, because I'm, I'm feeling all right, I'm having a decent day, I'm gonna go visit my dad today, we're gonna get Chinese, I have a good day ahead of me. I feel like if I were to have that same experience right now, I would call 911 and say, send an ambulance. This isn't good, I, I'm concerned for myself. But on that day that I was experiencing that, I, I was struggling with my quote unquote depression or whatever you want to call it. I know I have a different word for that. Um, I hadn't been sleeping well. My back's been hurting a lot lately. Uh, I've been stressed. I've been sort of out of the loop, you know, so to speak. And at on that day, I guess, I, I guess I can't deny it, on that day I chose death. <laughs> because if that's what would have happened, that's what would have happened. If you're having a stroke or a heart attack, you are salvageable there is redemption if you're in the hands of medical professionals they can stop that if you get it soon enough if you don't that's it for you now I I laid there in the sun and I just breathed in slowly and I just sorta was not present I was just kinda laying there waiting for something either bad to happen or to feel better and what ultimately happened was after a little bit of laying in the sun like my hands let go, and I just started to calm or you slowly feel better. And then I went inside and I laid down, but I was wide awake. So it took me all day. I, I laid there all day in my bed, wide awake, until my heart finally slowed down to a manageable uh, excuse me, quote unquote, uh, comfortable beats per minute because at at a resting heart rate, mine's really bad it shouldn't be what it is mine's like probably 70 resting heart rate that's terrible but then when you're exercising obviously it goes way up because you're exercising but if you're not exercising and your heart rate goes there's a problem your body's not supposed to operate that way that's why they call it a resting heart rate your heart is supposed to be able to take a break sometimes and so my heart is like oh we like to run marathons huh And apparently that's what it thinks, because when I'm trying to get sleepy and go to bed, that happens a lot to me. Not that exact instance where all those things happened at the same time. That's probably a warning sign that I need to take better care of myself and stop combining caffeine and alcohol, which I... That was, what, two days ago, I think? I don't remember. I can't keep track of my days. I think it was two days ago. But I haven't had any caffeine or alcohol since, because I do not want that feeling again. It was uncomfortable. Even for somebody who is sort of in this world, but not of it, if I'm going to quote the Bible. And to go back to the Buddhism thing, they uh, they strive for reaching a a state of enlightenment that they call nirvana. And I've been over this in a previous podcast more in depth when I was actually reading the, I guess you wouldn't really call it a book or a scripture or what, but anyway, they say that the way to achieving nirvana is to be okay with having absolutely nothing is to not want or covet or, or sort of wish for things that you don't have because they say that all suffering comes from wanting things that you don't have. And I can't think of an instance where that's not true. I'm not talking about depression from a, a chemical standpoint where your brain is like not doing the things it's supposed to on a chemical level. I'm speaking of wanting to fuck hot chicks that you can't fuck, wanting to drive expensive cars that you can't drive wanting to live in mansions that you can't live in, wanting to travel on vacations over the, all across the world that you can't afford to go on. All of these things that sound amazing and awesome and that would make you feel like you're going to be quote unquote happy, wanting all those things and not having them is terrible. And that is why I guess I've convinced myself that I don't want those things. Everybody wants those things, but according to the Bible and according to Buddhism, you have to somehow convince yourself that you don't want those things. Do not covet any of that. It's against the rules for you to want things that you don't have. And that it's difficult, it's easier said than done, but if you can just lie to yourself, for lack of a better term, and convince yourself that you don't want to fuck the hot chicks that you see on Instagram, and you don't want to go on vacation in Jamaica in a tropical paradise or the Cayman Islands, then you'll be a lot more content with what you have. And that is what I have convinced myself of since I can remember I don't know I remember being in first grade going I don't really care what I am when I grow up everybody else was like I'll be an astronaut i want to be I just wanna stop pooping my pants you know there's a lot of people that wanted things and in first grade I remember specifically telling Mrs. Bakken I don't know or care what I want to be when I grow up because I didn't have goals or ambitions or yada yada and um, now I guess honestly I would love to be a shoe salesman in a mall and that is no joke because if I'm going to have the luck of Al Bundy and nothing fucking goes my way, then I want to be him. I want to I wanna work in a mall at the women's shoe store and sell shoes to fat chicks and make fun of the fat chicks. Because that, it one, it's hilarious. And two, it just sounds like that way you can actually be a meme instead of feeling like one all the time. I don't know. I, am I crazy? Am I the only one who feels this way? I downloaded Instagram, and I know I'm anti-social media, but I downloaded Instagram a couple weeks ago, and I lasted about a week. That's how long I was able to keep Instagram, because uh, I wasn't actively on it, like posting pictures and statuses and you know nothing like that. I have zero posts, so I wasn't really taking part, but I was silently, like, from afar, uh, gazing at all that Instagram has to offer. That's what I was doing, and by that I mean comedians, MMA fighters, and whores. The hottest women that you'll ever see are on Instagram. And it's not even fair to say they're half naked. They're 99% naked. Sometimes it's just a thong and they're like covering up their boobs with their hands. Sometimes they're not covering up their boobs with anything and it's just like a little makeup or sand because they're at the beach. The finest females that you'll ever see are on Instagram and there are endless whores, endless, constant girls taking pictures of their asses and their tits and barely even keeping their head in the picture constantly and if that's not enough then you've got all your favorite comedians uploading little clips of them doing shows at sold out crowds and then you've got your your ufc fighters that you follow this is kind of specific because those are the only three demographics that i follow really uh, whores ufc fighters and comedians but i'm just i'm seeing all these people in this week that i'm on instagram and i'm seeing like all these chicks that every guy would be gay or crazy not to want to bang because they're just perfect and all these people uploading pictures of their vacations that are in like tropical areas and oh, I'm having a wedding in Hawaii on the main island ha, ha! I'm rich and I'm just it started making me have sour grapes I don't know if I use that phrase properly but it started annoying me that all these people are just they, they appear I don't know that they are and oftentimes that's not the case but they appear to be happy and it wasn't bothering me that they were happy. I wish everybody could be happy. Everybody that's a good person, anyway. Because good people deserve good things. But it was just bothering me because I have none of that. I I don't get to go on vacations. I don't get to... I would love to do stand-up comedy. But that'd be fucking awesome, you know? I, I would love to do all the things that I was seeing. And all the females I was seeing, I might add. I would be gay to not say that, right? And then it's just got to the point where it was literally depressing me. The act of depressing. (laughs) It was looking at all the things that I It's like having zero dollars and going window shopping. You know, looking at all the things that you want but you can't even touch, let alone have. And then you think about all the people who have those things that don't deserve those things. And there are a lot of those. Like those, uh, what are they called? Hedge fund or some kind of fund where you're just born into a lot of money forget it they're like something fun children whatever there are just a lot of people who don't deserve all those things and they have those it wasn't bothering me that the good people whoever they happen to be were enjoying their lives to the fullest extent every day day after day like every day is a vacation it's cool that good people get to experience that but it was just bothering me knowing that there are so many people who are doing these things that just don't deserve it whether they're bad people or cheaters or liars Or betrayers or they're just it was just making me salty that's what the kids say these days I I was having some salt that so many good people uh, don't get to experience what this stuff is and so many bad people do so it wasn't really a poor me thing or a woe is me or nothing like that because like as I've said I'm checked out that shits for the mortals that's for the earthlings but I was just thinking like I would love to be able to give my loved ones that kind of life. All the family members that I have loved and love and am close to, friends, I would love for these good people to be experiencing that stuff. It, not even for me, you know, it'd be great for me too, but I was just more so thinking there are a lot of people who deserve better things than they have, and I can't give that to them to it. Can't give that to them. God damn. Anyway, it. I got off of Instagram. I was like, nope, I just deleted the app. Had it for about a week. I'm like, I can't be constantly seeing all this stuff. It's just gonna anger me, like all these whores who are just so hot that they—they're so hot you shouldn't even bang them. Like no guy should bang these girls. They're too hot. You know what I mean? It's like the Greek mythology of the things that you're not supposed to touch. I feel like those women are those artifacts. Bang pretty girls, bang hot girls, but do not bang perfect girls. Don't taint them with your dirty wieners. You know? They're above sex. That's what they are. I just want to know what's happening to people. And I won't shit on social media anymore because we already know how AIDS and cancer social media is. It's bad. Snapchat's terrible. It's turning people into acute narcissistic personality disorder having motherfucking assholes. They just love looking at themselves. They're constantly taking selfies and like, look at me, look at my hair, look at my smile. It's turning people into narcissists. Uh, Instagram's doing the same thing. Uh, Twitter just basically is a an argument platform people will tweet up to 180 characters or whatever it is and then it just starts a giant fuck fest of people going no you're wrong and here's why no you're wrong and here's why and what are we missing Facebook Facebook is just gay it'd be a better world without it but it's definitely changing people I knew a guy named Mitch in high school and he was like four years older than me but when I was in eighth grade I think he was a senior that would make sense he was like a rugged manly dude he had a beard he was a tough dude you know he was one of those guys that you wouldn't want to piss off and he was just he always had that aura about him to me he always had that like don't fuck with this guy this guy's a cool dude he'll fuck you up like I respected him I looked up to him in like a manly way you know like I look up to Steven Tyler as a musician or an artist but not in like a manly way. He's 100 pounds and he's a little, physically, he's a little bitch. I love Steven Tyler, but I saw him in person. He was 10 feet away. I could have broke him in half if I wanted to. He's just a little guy, right? So I looked up to this Mitch guy in like a manly way. He had like man forearms when he was 15 years old. He had a full beard. He looked like Paul Bunyan, right? Which is weird for a kid. I still can't grow a full beard and I'm 30. And I saw on the Messenger story just the other day it was mitch he had uploaded a bunch of selfies he was doing like the peace sign and he was like he had like hashtags on there it was like hashtag loving life hashtag feeling good girl like you name it it uh, it was all the gay shit and i'm like mitch what happened to you man he's still four years older than me that's not going to change but like and, and everybody loves him. He's, like, around the towns that we live in, these little small towns, like, all the girls want him, and he's, like, a studly, handsome fella. But, like, he... And I'm sure he still is tough. I'm not down-talking him. I like the guy. But, he like, what, what the fuck happened? Never would he have been, like, holding up peace signs and doing hashtag selfie, hashtag feeling blessed, you know? That's, like, something that you'd expect a 14-year-old girl to do. And I'm like, Mitch, what happened to you? What is happening? I don't think it's coming from a narcissistic way. I think he's like he's thirty four years old and just trying to blend in with like today's society. Like I feel like instead of taking the the lone wolf route, he's jumping right back into the pool. He's like, I don't give a fuck, I'm thirty four, here's my peace sign, hashtag loving it and I say it like that, not because I'm saying he's gay, but like you know what I mean. Anyway, fuck. So my dad and I were having a chat at the Chinese restaurant the last time we hung out. And we will be hanging out again today. He's coming over at 10, it's 7.30, I've got plenty of time to do this podcast. But we saw these two, ah, for lack of a better term, moo cows, these two women come into the Chinese restaurant and they had relbos. That is where your wrist and your elbow become one, relbos. And I was like, hey, there you go. And he goes, Jesus Christ, can you imagine? And I said, yeah, I can imagine. I'm looking right at her. And I'm not liking what I'm imagining. Just fucking gross. It bothers me when people are... No, I'm okay with skinny. I'm okay with normal. I'm okay with buff, muscular. I'm okay with chubby. Because, hey, everybody gets a little chubby sometimes, right? A little out of shape. Chubby is fine. And I'm even okay with, because that's how our country is now, I'm even okay with a little bit fat. little bit fat cool whatever you like your pizza you don't like to run that's gonna happen what I'm not okay with is extremely grossly absurdly nastily fat where you're just fucking nasty and you can't see your own vagina your own dick whatever anyway these two small whales because at that point you are a small whale weight-wise it's better to use that term, that, that form of measurement, than to say, she big lady, right? She big girl. No, she's a small whale. You're no longer a big human. You have now evolved and you have moved on to the next class. You are a small whale. 500, 700 pounds, when, when women or you know men get to that stage, then they are medium whales. I'm, numbers don't lie, right? People lie, numbers don't. That's why when a girl ever says, ah, he had a small dick anyway, look at the ruler. Put your penis up against it. Don't push in too far because that's gonna gain at least a half inch to an inch. You have to just lightly put it up against the base. Measure it. That's how long your wiener is. As long as you're not cheating and pushing in, that's how long your wiener is. And if the average is five to seven, aka six, then compare it to what you got. Don't listen to your ex-girlfriend because if if you broke up on bad terms, of course you have a small dick. Of course you do. You might not. But she's going to tell people you do because, hey, that's what women do. I remember one, uh, well, the only ex, really, that I, that I don't like. You obviously know that if you've been a listener of this podcast. But she used to put up the bracers. That's where if you're banging a chick and you're going too deep, they'll let you know it's uncomfortable. Usually first by a little uncomfortable, subtle grunts like, uh, 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 and I'm like, what, are you farting? Stop it, you know? And then if you don't get their hint, which, of course... Obviously, I know it's hurting you, and you're going, "Uh, okay, uh, I get it, but that's not going to stop me. You know, I'm I'm going six and a half in, you know. I'm not going to go six in or five in or whatever. Well, anyway, then they'll put up the bracers where they'll, like, literally put their hands up and stop you from going in all the way. That ain't going to stop me. I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. What is it? Force equals mass times acceleration? I'm going to push harder. (laughs) I'm still going six and a half in, right? Well, anyway, that same girlfriend, that same cunt, when we broke up, actually had the gall, the nerve, to message me. After our breakup, uh, officially, when I found out that she was cheating, she messaged me while I was at work one night, at Barrel of Fun, at this uh, chip place that I worked at, this factory. Well, I got a message, and it was from Cuntface, and it just said, you had a tiny dick anyway. And I was just like, what? Like, there was no talking prior to that we hadn't talked in like two days and so i'm sitting there thinking okay that's random first of all no the ruler has determined that that was a lie i want to do that I want to do that in my mari voice you have said that ben bransner has a quote-unquote tiny penis the ruler detected that that is a lie there we go the ruler determined that that is a lie well anyway yeah it was it was just weird because like why would you send that clearly she was sitting there like being all annoyed and angry and bitter and whatnot for her to send that and then second like that's not true unless what you're saying is i have a little smoky for a dick a little two-inch sausage and the only reason you were pushing me away is because two inches was too deep which i just don't think that's the case i don't know i got way off track there that happens with tangents right so these fat women that my dad and i saw these small whales in the chinese restaurant he goes let me tell you something I was watching whatever documentary the other day and I don't have cable so I don't get to watch these cool things but he said he learned that the average dress size in the 90s in the United States so American females specifically the average dress size was an 8. now I don't know dress sizes but 8 sounds like a pretty small number to me now as of 2018 when the the uh, whatever documentary was released even though it's a year later now. But he said, now, currently, the average dress size, average dress size, meaning there are a lot bigger and a lot smaller, is 19. It has almost tripled the average dress size in, like, a 25-year span or something. That's how fucking fat our country is. And the statistics are weird, because it'll say, like, um, three out of four Americans are overweight or and one is obese. And I'm like, what the fuck? That means... At best, we are overweight. Three out of four are overweight, and one out of four is obese. I feel like the numbers, that's, that's just an example. That's not exactly verbatim what the words are, the statistics. But I feel like that leaves no room for skinny people, and we're starting to run low on those. I do believe that pretty soon, it'll be like a form of currency to be able to say, I'm not a fat ass. Like, that'll get you brownie points. It used to be, like, attractive people, like you could be skinny and ugly or skinny and attractive and if you both apply for the same job probably the attractive person is going to get it because it's an advantage being attractive right but pretty soon attraction won't really be a factor it'll just be are you fucking 500 pounds or are you skinny and if you're skinny you'll be one of the like 10 percent of people and it'll be like an unwritten form of currency to just be able to say I'm not 500 pounds in fact tim kennedy one of the coolest motherfuckers in the world a uh i don't even know his his military accomplishments but one of the most renowned military personnel in the world i'll put it to you that way he's like a confirmed marine and sniper and all this he's like he's got like 500 confirmed kills he's just a bad motherfucker he also was a middleweight in the strike force and ufc companies where he was like top five fighter just a bad motherfucker apparently has a giant hog too so good for him Um, he talked about how he goes to high schools and does marine recruiting and like army recruiting or whatever and he was telling Rogan on the podcast he was on that the pool the recruiting pool that they have to choose from is less than five percent of what it used to be they've had to lower their standards in order to fill their roster It used to be, you need to be able to do this many push-ups, this many pull-ups, and run this mile or two miles this fast. Now, so few people can meet those military standards that they've had to lower their standards just to fill the military roster. Because our country is getting so fat, so lazy, and he said that there are just too many people who just aren't tough. Because there's a certain toughness that it takes to be in the military, to get through the basic training, to get through the PT that you go through. And it, it bumps up even more when you're a marine or a sniper or a ranger or whatever. And he said that just so few people, whether it's because of physical fitness or they don't know what bathroom they're supposed to use or what gender they are, so few people are able to do these things that they've just they've like essentially said we get it, we we're, we're not going to be at the standard that we used to be as a military anymore because we need people and that means it's okay to run an 11-minute mile now. Used to be it had to be seven minutes or whatever. What happened? And to me, that's a that's frightening, because it's no secret that the United States has been a superpower, quote-unquote, for a long time. And if other countries start to get wind of this stuff, and surely they have. This is no secret. It's being talked about on a podcast, for God's sake. But if other countries who used to sort of rival us and respect us go, Oh, shit, they're all a bunch of fat trannies now. Like, eh, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're not going to be top dog for long, bruh. I'm going to move on without a transition because that's what I do. I sent a forward video to a bunch of people on messenger, you know those stupid fucking forward videos that are like dicks, vaginas, poops, farts, whatever, all a bunch of like quote unquote inappropriate stuff that people forward, they're funny. If you have a decent sense of humor, not even a good sense of humor, if you just have a decent sense of humor, you'll find those things funny. And even if you don't, you watch it, you move on with your life, who cares? Well, I sent that to somebody else. It was like a chick getting banged in the ass, and this other guy was... Okay, so this chick was getting double teamed, and one guy was banging her, and while the one guy was banging her, the other guy had his head down in her undercarriage, eating her out, and he had his mouth open, and the guy who was banging her, like his dick slipped out, because, you know, it's all sorts of wet and slippery down there. You know when you grab a breast and it's like a bag of sand (laughs) if you get it then good for you this is a good reference anyway his dick comes out and goes into the guy's open mouth and that was fucking hilarious i showed it to my dad and he laughed he's like that's fucking gross but that's what you get for having your mouth open underneath the dude's balls sweating into him and like you know gross well anyway i sent it to a bunch of people and most people you can tell they saw it and they just weren't impressed because they don't have that great of a sense of humor because most people are uptight these days cool but one guy actually sent back i'm not watching that and i said come on it's funny and then he watched it apparently because then what he sent next was that's inappropriate and offensive and i was thinking at first Ah, he's he's joking he's not being serious and i said Something along the lines of, no, it's it's fucking funny. And he goes, no, it's gross. Don't send me shit like that anymore, please. And I was like, oh, shit. It's kind of like what I told you about a little bit ago, like how social media is just changing people. Uh, I don't know what this guy's deal was, but, wow, talk about a cuck. At least, if you don't find it funny, just don't say anything. But to be like, that offends me. It's like I should have asked him what bathroom he uses. What a homo, you know? And you know who you are if you're listening to this. Ryan douche. Anyway, moving on. My sister and her boyfriend came up a couple weeks ago, or a week ago. I don't fucking know. I have no real, real, uh, understanding of time anymore. Every day feels like Saturday. It's been almost two years that I've had a schedule, that since I've had a schedule. Well, anyway, Brandy and her boyfriend, Cal, Kyle, came up, and they stayed here, and it was my first time meeting Kyle. Brandy's had a lot of boyfriends, more than I can even name she's just her relationships have not been like mine mine have been three years three years three and a half years five years like my my relationships are long the shortest one was three years right hers are like six months eight months a year six months whatever so anyway her last boyfriend Brady that she lived with and was with for quite some time uh, I, I only met Brady like two or three times, right? He was very quiet. He had social anxiety, so he didn't talk much, but I guess that's better than talking too much. Anyway, uh, without even thinking about it, I I said to Kyle, <laughs> I'm, Taylor and I are about to leave and go pick up Chinese food, and I handed Kyle the controller or whatever, and I said, here you go, Brady. Go ahead and play this game. And he just shook his head and smiled, and then Taylor goes, Ben. And I said, what? I'm just telling Brady. I'd said it twice, I doubled down, I was like, I just told Brady that he can play this game. And it didn't even cross my mind that that wasn't Brady. It's because I've spent very little time with this guy, Kyle, just met him, right? That day, they had just gotten here after a long drive. And I I didn't spend any time with Brady either, but in my brain, Brandy's with Brady. It hasn't registered, hadn't registered at the time, that she was with Kyle now. And so I didn't even think about it, and and he was cool about it. He's like, yeah, it's cool, I'm not very good with names either and I was I just felt so stupid I walked outside and I just remember thinking I don't do stuff like that you know it takes like a certain level of uh... what's the word just tact social smoothness um, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for but it like there's just something that people have where they're like ditzy and klutzy and they do that stuff that's what they do I just remember going outside like smacking myself I'm like Ben you don't call Kyle Brady you know, it's like ah but I, I see very little of my sister already, so I'm sure she was real impressed by that too. I'm like, God damn it, Ben, be more smooth than that. Right? Finesse, that's the word I was trying to think of. If you have like a real social finesse, you barely ever make mistakes in social settings. And that was probably one of my less fortunate ones. Calling <laughs> that's like so disrespectful. I was like, I'm sorry, man, you know. Uh, I remember a time when I was with Hillary, my first girlfriend, and we were hanging out with our giant circle of friends. There's like 15 people. We're in the basement of Blake Suni's house. Suni? I think his last name is Suni. It's been a long fucking time. He used to be a friend of mine. Well, anyway, we're all hanging out down there, and Hillary also dated Tom, who was in our circle of friends. And so we're all sitting down there. There's like 12 people, 10 people, whatever. And Hillary said well Tom and I are going to take off now and it got super quiet and I looked over and I raised my eyebrow and she goes oh my god I'm so sorry and I said it's cool like it didn't bother me one bit I thought it was funny and the awkward tension that suddenly the room was filled with nobody was talking like it was like you know like the the record scratching sound and everybody like looked over and she got all red and I was like it's okay come on let's go Tom and Hillary are leaving I said I'm just kidding but it was just awkward and like that, that's kind of what it reminded me of it was reminiscent of that <laughs> it's like fuck when you get a name wrong in that kind of way where there's a relationship involved it's so disrespectful otherwise you can, you can accidentally call Bill Bob or Tim Gary or whatever and they're like no that's not my name like yeah I know cool cool no problem but when, it, when there's like dating involved it's just weird I felt like a dick so then I changed his name from Kyle to Cal because I can't fuck that up I might not call you Kyle but if I don't call you Kyle it's gonna be Cal because that's how Cartman says Kyle in South Park and so from now on he's Cal Um, uh, let's see okay so we have a hamster her name is Hannah She used to be a dwarf hamster. She was like the size of a golf ball when we got her, maybe. Now she's like the size of a tennis ball. She is so fat, she is basically just a round fluff with arms and legs. And I don't know what hamsters can and cannot eat. So I Google it. I Google it a lot. And we had a watermelon cut up just a couple weeks ago. And I Googled, can hamsters eat watermelon? And amongst all of my other searches, like it'll be like can hamsters have raisins? Pornhub. Can hamsters have Doritos? X videos? Can hamsters eat walnuts? Red tube. Like you get the idea. That's what my search history looks like. It's just folded layers of can hamsters eat this? Big dicks destroy teenager. Uh can hamsters have this? Girl gets double teamed by giant black dudes like that's my that's my search history and i refuse to delete my search history like anything porn wise as like i like i said in the past i don't have a fetish i don't have like a foot fetish or an ankle fetish or like i'm not like show me your feet or you know there are different fetishes like some people only like asian to me there's two requirements for a good show and by show i mean porno attractive chick getting destroyed by a giant penis it doesn't matter if it's Asian, which is obviously very rare, white, black, Indian, it doesn't fucking matter what race the guy is. The guy is just a giant penis to me. That's what he is. His sole job is to make the girl just wreck her. Like, she's a building, he's a bulldozer with his giant penis. That's what he does. He just fucking destroys her. So the race of the guy, irrelevant. But if it's generally easier to find guys with big dick if you type in the word black before it crazy how that works. I think it's just coincidence. So anyway, (laughs) I'm such a douche. Uh, But the chick, I have to add, she has to be white. I'm not into Mexican chicks or Asian chicks, and definitely not Indian or black. She has to be white. But anyway, um, when I looked up, can hamsters have watermelon? It said, usually it'll say like no or yes. That's like a simple answer you'll get. For watermelon, it said, well, they can have watermelon, but it often gives them indigestion and diarrhea, and my thought was, okay, so no. Like, why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't you just put no? You can't say yes, but it'll fuck them up, because most people who don't read the rest of that are just gonna go, oh, it said yes. You could have put you could have put anything after that, like yes, but it'll cause them to explode. Like, you know, you, people are stupid, and and people often don't read. I'm glad I continued reading, because I'm not trying to make my little baby girl hamster she's a sweetheart be uncomfortable just because it's like can i have nuts yes i can but i have a nut allergy and it'll kill me like it, it it's important the rest of that you got to read the whole thing so why didn't it just say no like why would whoever made that article just not write why, why would, just write no yeah but it's bad for them so no okay cool i have a problem with that if i run the internet shit like that ain't happening um since I mentioned it I guess we'll just say we'll we'll close with this segment is porn for losers is it you tell me do you think if someone watches porn they are a loser I respect this guy his name is um, Jesus Christ his name is Gatis there we go he's from Jesus Christ Uh, (laughs) if I'm gonna say the name and where they're from I should probably know that ahead of time I know it but I can't think of it right So his name is Gatis, and he's from, like, some fucking heebie-jeebie weird country where they don't speak English. Cool. On any other day, at any point during the day, you could say, hey, where's Gatis from? And I'd say, oh, he's from, uh," and then it would be right there. But right now, it's not here for me. CTE is really strong today. Um, Anyway, he is just a super intelligent dude. He's like a genius, you know, philosophically. I don't know how good he is with math, but he's just a he's a really smart dude and he made a an entire video about how if you watch porn you're a loser and instead of playing a clip for you I will just summarize in summation i will paraphrase um he said in the course of fifteen minutes what I will say in one minute here he said when you watch porn you're sitting alone usually most people watch porn alone it's Kind of depressing if you're with your girlfriend watching porn because she's looking at that guy on screen that has a 12-incher and she's like trying to get herself to be excited about your six-incher and you know that she's really not but she pretends she is anyway because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings and then you know it can go the other way too you're sitting there watching porn together and the chick in the videos hot as fuck and even if you have a pretty girl as your girlfriend she still ain't hot as fuck so i guess i've only watched porn with one of my ladies and uh never had that problem not in my head anyway but who knows what she was thinking she might have been thinking gosh sure be cooler if ben had a pringles can i don't know anyway let's not get sidetracked um he just went on and said porn is for losers what you're doing is you're sitting alone watching other people have sex and enjoy themselves and that makes you a loser paraphrasing it was obviously much more nuanced than that when he went over this but if you think about it on paper then yeah I guess that sounds like a dork like if if you were to describe to somebody who didn't know what porn was just make up a really naive person here and say uh, so there's this thing where people record themselves or others having sex and they put it on the internet and then people watch other people have sex and they jerk off. And if you were to explain that to somebody who didn't know what porn was, they'd probably go, wow, like the losers can't get their own vagina or a penis? They have to watch others and they enjoy that? That's kind of creepy. That's kind of weird. That's kind of sick. That's perverted. That's, like, sad. Call it what you will. Like, some people might say, yeah, that's for losers. I am on the fence. It's been a hot second since I have watched some And I almost mean a hot second, because it was like two hours ago. But before that, uh, it had been like a long time, like two weeks or something, because it's not my favorite thing. You know, it's it's there are porn addicts who watch it 24-7 all day, every day, whatever. For me, it's probably like once every week or two. It's not a common thing, because your mind is better. You can control what happens in your mind. If If they're in a position that you're liking visually, and it's stimulating, and they're only in that position for like 30 seconds, then you got to start rubbing one out, you know? And then at the end of the 30 seconds, you're like, fuck, I wanted to rub one out to this scene specifically, but they were only in this position for 30 seconds. So what you'll do is you'll rewind like 35 seconds and you'll go, okay, this time it's going to happen, right? And then you'll be like 15 seconds in and you'll be like, more worried that the end of the 30 seconds is going to come so you're like fuck i gotta hurry Ah, no you're like wait okay i'll rewind one more time 35 seconds okay here we go right so like porn isn't enjoyable in that way because if you find a scene specifically where you're ready to bust that nut or crust a nut as crystalia says you really have to time it out great and there's like this anxiety when you feel in your mind like your 40 seconds of clip is up It's going to be time to switch pretty soon where they zoom into the dude's butthole where he's banging her doggy, and that's not where you want to come. You don't want to come right at that point at the scene change where they have the camera behind both of them and it's just two buttholes and and balls. And, like, if you come at that point, it's really going to ruin it for you. So what you want to do is make it on your terms, right? And with your mind, you can do that. If you only, like, your only sexual uh, experience is with porn like if you never get a hand job or a blow job hashtag me Uh, if you never get laid um, if like if your only experience is porn then i guess i would agree that that makes you a loser but if you just do it because you enjoy it and you want to bust a quick nut there's no harm in that it's it's harmless no harm no foul as they say i think you can crust a nut all you want to porn as long as you're also getting real life experience and feeling the warmth of another person inside of you or you know obviously you inside of another person if you're a dude who is plowing a dude or a chick whatever and uh so no i would say it doesn't make you a loser Ugh. sex is barely appealing now though imagine back in the day before showers before soap before shampoo before razors when they had like a legit fucking furby in their pants and they get all like creamy and then it dries and gets crusty and flaky and smells like sweat and sour down there like imagine back in like the 1400s when the only quote-unquote shower or bath that you took was like water i don't know when soap was invented but imagine a chick's vagina after she's been sweaty for like three months because even when uh, soap came along bathing was only for the rich people and a lot of people don't know that like you couldn't just go take a shower unless you were wealthy or take a bath or whatever have your servants scrub you down so just imagine like how smelly a dude's package would get if he was in his knight armor you know and fighting wars and stuff for like three months at a time and then he comes home and his balls just reek like his enemy's blood and his sweat and old spooge ugh fucking gross like sex back in the day must have been so nasty like i'm not trying to bang a girl already but if I'm trying to bang the girl and she hasn't showered in like six months and her vagina's been all sweaty and hairy and it's just, it's got like clumps of dried vagina discharge and ugh, I'm glad I ended that on you I'm glad I ended this podcast on that note for you I'm sorry that you had to hear that but my mind wanders I'm going to wrap this up here Uh, I'm Ben, this is Ben, again Uh, it has been a pleasure to fill your ears with creamy nonsense I will see you Uh, This is 37, I believe, so I will see you on number 38. Take care.